Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we talk about the Washington Redskins picking up Ruben Foster and how this whole thing situation is going to be handled going forward. We're also going to talk a little bit about the NFL and the possible playoffs and the matchups that's going to happen. Um, see if any teams out there can make a lot of noise in the playoffs. And we also talk about the NBA. We talk about Kyle Corbett being traded to the Utah Jazz for Alex Burke and two second rounders. And we also talk about the rest of the NBA um, teams that are out there right now with the uptake with LA Clippers being top of the West and the Toronto Raptors being top of the East. My co-host, Adrian Catwell and Earl Ross, join me, Al Quarles, on Guys Talking Sports, which begins right about now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. Appreciate all the love and support that's out there. But without further ado, we're going to get right into it. I got my co-hosts with me, Adrian and Earl. So what's going on, fellas, man? How, how is everything? Tired, sleepy, long day, long evening. It's like going from one job to a second job, now to third job. I, I, I second that uh that claim uh, I, this is my second job but it's still a long day but you know what it's always great when we get to get the, the opportunity to get together and talk about what's going on in sports yeah no i completely agree with i agree with every statement that you guys just made <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's why we're going to try and knock this out as quickly as possible and get started and jump right into it of course we can start with uh, former 49ers linebacker Ruben Foster now being claimed by the Washington Redskins. So with that being said and with this whole debacle about the issues that surround him, I'm going to go to the resident 49ers uh, fan <laughs> in regards to what is his takes on the fact that Ruben Foster is now has been signed with the Washington Redskins and with everything that's going on behind the scenes in his personal life and the issues and that is still under investigation, of course, what is your take on them? And it's kind of funny because the San Francisco 49ers fan is in the Washington, D.C., Baltimore area. So I'm pretty sure he gets the take from everything. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Ace, and just give me your opinion on this whole Ruben Foster situation. Yes, please drop a verse for the symphony. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just don't get it, man. You know, I guess I don't know if it's anger issues. I don't know if it's a learned behavior. Don't know his upbringing. Uh, I don't any. I don't know any of this real character, as far as you know what I see in the media or hear on sports radio or anything like that. But. These jokers, not just Ruben Foster, but any of these jokers who come across some sort of domestic violence incident, you know, it's just crazy how you have such a God-given talent to play such a violent sport and get paid mightily for it, but yet you can't keep your emotions in check long enough just so you can stay out of trouble, you know. He had already had that one incident prior, I think after his rookie season, which he missed a ton of games, 
And the 49ers is like, man, <laughs> you talented, dude. You talented. We're we going we gonna, we gonna to rock with you. You know, we're going we gonna to give you the benefit of the doubt. Say, all right, you, you screwed up. The girl, the girl kind of lied on you a little bit. All right, we're going to stand by you. But if you screw up again, you're gone. So I remember seeing the camp come over the wire. I was like, oh, this fool gone. Within 15 minutes, I said that to myself. The fool got waved. I like first of all, how are you gonna get charged for domestic violence in the team hotel while you're on the road in Miami? What kind of crap is that? <laughs> that has to be a first. Now, granted, it was the ex-girlfriend or the same girl he's been involved with, and that right there should just tell you if if this is the same chick that you had an issue with from the previous incident, why the hell are you still messing with this chick? <laughs> you got money, man. Thinks you come to Washington. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what the hell the Redskins are thinking. I, I read the I read the I read the statement the Redskins put out saying that you know they're under full invest they're investigating the situation that he is not uh, he has to follow all the guidelines the rules any possible suspension he got to do X Y Z before he can even sniff wearing the Redskins uniform and if you know nothing is guaranteed and nothing is given to him and I'm just like. Being outside of the Baltimore area now, <laughs> when this came across the news wire, <laughs> the folks were like, man, who cares? I'm like, at this point, no, nobody care about, you know, this this joker right now. Because, I mean, it's more of a headache than anything else. I mean, he might give you a couple games, and then he'll turn around and have a whatever issue and then smack somebody, and then, of course, what? He's going to get charged again? So, I mean, good for Redskins. If he manages to keep his nose clean and gets everything that he needs to, you know, take care of, take care of, and he can play a long, productive career, the Redskins took a chance. Um, but I don't foresee him having another chance after this. So, if he manages to squeak out of this one, he better keep his nose extremely clean. Extremely. Matter of fact, don't even see women until his playing career is over. Make sure you cash all them checks. And so that way, you know, he won't run any risk of getting any sort of trouble. But uh, I just know where the Redskins – I'm sorry, where the 49ers will be drafting uh, in this upcoming draft, uh, linebackers, because we ain't got none. <laughs> Sound like yeah. they're going to end up with the first-round pick this year again and uh, <sighs> uh, walk out with Nick Bosa. Possibly. Possibly. Uh, but to me, this this <laughs> uh, personally, I think he, he they shouldn't have picked him up. I mean, um, I mean, just out of you know, a just out of sheer stupidity for still being with the same chick that you know, quote unquote, falsely accused you or backtrack and said it was a false claim the first time go around, and then the second go now you have a, a second domestic charge, which she's not recanting at this particular point, he gets arraigned, 49ers release him, and then the Redskins came off of waivers, didn't talk to the Tampa police or anybody about the incident that occurred, didn't do any investigation. Actually, there was a report that the Eagles were kind of inquiring about, you know, about him, but once they spoke to the uh, Tampa Bay police, they decided not to uh, do anything about it, but to me, this goes to a large, larger issue, and this, you know, has always been an issue of what the um, NFL as a whole, in sports as a whole, tolerates. Um, they'll tolerate 
certain infractions as long as the player's productivity outweighs those certain infractions. Now, we've seen it happen with Greg Hardy. We've seen it happen with a whole bunch of other people where certain things the NFL will overlook in teams and baseball, basketball, basketball a little bit less these days, but definitely football. You can overlook some domestic violence. <laughs> you can overlook some dude with a whole bunch of guns on the bed and snatching up his chicken, throw it her on the, you know, the bed, talking about, I'm going to kill you with a loaded gun pointed at her head. You can overlook that, Dallas Cowboys. But if a man sit there and takes a knee, never violent, never abuse any woman, not that we're aware of, all he did was just take a knee, which is God-given constitutional right at the national anthem, and you excoriated his ass, and he can't get a job and hasn't gotten a job for three years. Now, you can say whatever you want, but he hasn't played quarterback in three years. His last year, he was playing quarterback. He wasn't playing that well. The system, I think, was jacked up. Besides the point, you can overlook certain things but you can't overlook that. So to me, the NFL is just hypocritical on all facets. Preach. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I have to say the same word. I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm. To be honest, you pretty much hit the nail on the coffin with me. Um, I thought that this didn't make no sense at all. I thought, to be honest, if anybody would have done. I would have thought that if anybody that was able to get him on the right track would be a team like New England um, because they wouldn't have played that mess either. Um, but the Redskins end up going for it. And, you know, um, right now there's an um, actual post saying that majority of the Redskins players weren't even asked about bringing in Ruben Foster. So, I mean, it, right now it's just a whole – it's going to be interesting to see what the Redskins, how the Redskins is going to handle this. Um, and if there's going to be a lot of backlash during the games. Uh, but I agree with you, Earl. I think that, you know, the NFL as a whole, just for whatever reason, it's like they're thinking backwards, you know, where productivity and everything, you know, will defend you no matter what to the ends of times. This as long as you don't, tick off the, the owners when it comes to certain things or certain situations, um, certain um, aspects of things outside of football. Like, it seems as though that has just been the common theme here. And I, I, you know, I will say this, is now Washington Wizards, I mean, Washington Wizards, Washington Redskins, um, it's their mess for them to handle now, and we'll see how well they'll handle it. If he does clean up his act, then, you know, good for him. Kudos to him. But with the history behind it, I just don't know where this is going to go um, and how this is going to be handled. So it's going to be interesting to see how it handles the board. Man, I'm not saying that jokers who – put themselves in these situations can't necessarily change but he just seems just like you said he you know it's not like it's obvious that whatever this chick that he's dealing with really triggers him 
to do something that really creates an anger within him that is so, so, so outlandish and so heavy that he tends to do things probably what he probably wouldn't do normally, which I'm, uh, is which I'm guessing. But either way, he need to separate himself in that situation like ASAP because at this point now, I'm not saying he graduated from Alabama with a degree, but he may need to think about going back, back to school and finishing whatever degree he was working on just to have a fallback plan because he's hanging by a very thin thread uh, thread by at this point where the, the slightest little thing, if this particular situation doesn't pan out in his favor, he done. So I hope he saved his money wisely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, going back to school, I mean, I don't, not to stereotype anybody, but hell, I mean, most kids ain't really going to school. You know cats at Alabama definitely ain't going to class or going to go back. Right. But um, but I guess like you said, I mean, it can't be missed that there are several players, I mean, se- several former Alabama players on that squad that um, I don't know, maybe the rest can stink. You know, they can kind of, you know, keep an, you know, keep an eye on them or kind of rail them in. Maybe they're trying to – you know, do a Alabama defensive you <laughs> for the Redskins. I don't know, but um, like I said, to me, I, if he gets cleared and the NFL clears him, and the NFL still hasn't said, you know, they haven't gotten involved. Right now, they just kind of been letting the legal aspect of it go. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know he gets cleared, you know, by Tampa Police, then you know. The commission could bring some heat down on him. I, you know how he rolls. You know anything that looks like it's going to be bad. You know to the to the shield to the brand. Either he doesn't tolerate that. So, um, but what is he going to do? Give him a one game suspension? Like that's been the biggest problem with the NFL now because of the things that they do. And then when something like this happens, they don't handle it the proper way. I don't know. They're they're, they're taking a. a well, two things. One, he's not one of those faces of the lead type person right now. Like he was like he was an Ezekiel Elliott or somebody like that, where they had to make an example and say that, you know, we're not letting these guys run them up. Mm-hmm. However, I think what they're going to probably do is kind of let the legal aspect play out, depending on how long it takes. The season is what, in the, I guess, quote unquote, fourth quarter of the NFL season. So the Redskins are probably going to, if not win a division, get a wild card spot. So I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, something could happen now or something could happen later. It's probably not going to happen now because I think, you know, Goodell is probably just going to just sit back and wait and see what happens from the investigation for Tampa Bay. And if he's clear, then I'm pretty sure something is going to probably happen because this is, you know, this is something that's probably not going to be a good look for the shield at this particular point. I mean, that's been a whole lot of public outcry for it yet, but you know, in this in this day and age, you have to be very sensitive to things like that. Yeah, I agree with you. And like I said, from the reports, there's still no guarantee that he's on the Redskins anyway. So it all um, depends on the investigation and how that goes. So there's nothing that's guaranteed, at least not yet. Right. No, but they, but they don't want anybody getting him if he gets cleared. <laughs> right. Right. They're like, we own the rights to this joker. <laughs> it's, that's weird. Um, but 
I, I, I guess, you know, if it pans out and then. Oh. We good over there? If it pans out and. Uh, <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> Gosh darn it. That's, yeah, it's, I, I'm, I really, really need to do an upgrade on my system. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but let's continue a little bit with the NFL before we move on to um, the NBA. Um, real quick, uh, any surprises in regards to this past week's football games that kind of caught you, you know, I think everything stayed the status quo in the NFL um, as far as the games is concerned. Um, Houston is definitely on a winning streak right now. They're playing very well. Um, with the playoffs coming to fruition with a couple of teams, um, is there any team that you can definitely say coming from the AFC and the NFC um, can be not in the Super Bowl, but let's say in the actual conference finals, like the AFC finals and the NFC conference finals? Uh, Indianapolis Colts are playing very well. Um, for the AFC, I think they, I think they're going to steal the six seed at the way uh, the way they're playing right now. Um, the only other, I mean, besides that, if God, the NFL just just this real crappy this year. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm looking at the NFL. The NFC, the NFC uh, seedings or the, uh, or the NFC's uh, win-loss stuff, whatever, for the, for the entire NFC. I mean, there's clearly the cream of the crop is New Orleans and L.A. And I guess you could say Chicago. Chicago really ain't going nowhere because I don't, I don't foresee Trubisky leading them too deep into the playoffs. But then after that, he comes back healthy too. Right, true. But then after that, it's like a crapshoot. Like (laughs) it's either teams are like six and five or six and four. Like legitimately, though the Giants are three and eight, (laughs) they're still technically not out of it. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. They're out of it. Trust me, they're out of it. (laughs) Don't try to continue this the conversation. They're 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 out of it. Man, look. <laughs> Don't give me no mathematical whatever. They're out of it. Dude, I'm still pissed that they let the Eagles come back and win that game. But that's what they are. Man, the bottom line is, this football season is this a bunch of mediocre teams. Teams that really fell short. And it's nothing like... It's almost like it's a, it's a foregone conclusion that it's either going to be New Orleans or L.A. coming out of the NFC and Kansas City, barring any playoff meltdown, coming out of the AFC, uh, if I had to guess. And that's how damn crappy, in my opinion, the NFL is this season. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily crappy, in my opinion. I think it's a little more interesting. I think you definitely have some teams that have, you know, been some surprises. I mean, um, you know, you know, obviously, I don't think anybody foresaw the, um, the Kansas City Chiefs the way with Patrick Mahomes lighting it up this season. I mean, 
you know, right now, I mean, they're in the first, they have, you know, they have the first seed if the playoffs were to start right now. Um, another surprising is that, you know, the Green Bay Packers, I mean, they've, they've just been bad at this particular point. And I mean, say what you want about, you know, say what you want to want about um, Aaron Rodgers, but I mean, that team is just not that good this year. Um, they're not doing that good. Um, the Tennessee, no, the Jacksonville Jaguars, I thought would do a lot better, but the Blake Bortle experiment blew right up in their face at this yep. point. So I think that's another team that definitely surprised me. Um, I think, I think at least with the AFC, I think there's two teams out there that I think that can probably cause a lot of, that might cause some, some, some issues. Um, the Chargers. And the Texans, I think. The Texans, I think, can actually win a wild card, you know, round depending on who they play. Um, I think right now, if we look at the seeding, I think it would be uh, – if the playoffs were to start today, I think you get the Chargers and the Steelers and you get the Ravens and the Texans. I think the Texans can beat the Ravens. And uh, the Steelers are very – you never know what you get with them. You might get – Ben Roethlisberger that might throw four TDs, or you might get Ben Roethlisberger that might throw, throw three INTs. I mean, you don't know with him from week to week. So, um, so if they play the Chargers, it can go anyway. I can definitely see the Steelers beating the Chargers, or vice versa. Um, I think the Patriots are going to be one and out. Yep, they don't scare me. Depending on depending on who they get, I think if they um, I think if um, if they were to catch, it depends. It really depends on who they catch in the playoffs and how it's seedings up. I think if they were to catch the Chargers or the Steelers, I think one of those two can beat them. I don't think the Texans or the or the Ravens can, but I think the Chargers or the Steelers can definitely beat the Patriots in the first round. Um, That's being said, the NFC, it's like you said, Ace, it's I think it's gonna come down between the Saints and the Rams for, you know, a second go around. I think it all depends on where the game is. If it's in New Orleans, I'm putting money on the Saints. If it's out in LA, definitely put money on the Rams. I don't think there's any team out there that can really upset that at this particular point. Not the Vikings, not the Cowboys, definitely not the Redskins without their starting QB. And the Bears, I'm not sold on Trubinsky just yet. Um, <clears throat> I will say this. I, I'm totally, totally disappointed in the Packers. Like, that's just not even, like, uh, that's a true understatement. When you have the same record as the Browns, that's, that's so disappointing at this point. Not taking away from the Browns because the Browns are doing, you know, pretty good for where they were last year. So, um, but I agree with you guys wholeheartedly. I think that I also believe that the Texans are a sleeper team in the AFC. Um, I think that they're going to be – it all depends on the matchups, basically, bottom line. I don't have trust in the Patriots. I think their record is a, a little bit more um, overstated um, because of the divisional teams that they play um, being not too good. So um, – I, to be honest, I really thought that the Jets was going to actually beat them. <laughs> um, boy, was I like, I should have came back to reality then. Um, but I think that what it is is that 
I think the Patriots is not going to be there, not this year. I think they're taking a step back. Um, so I agree with you about Kansas City. Um, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what the Texans do in the playoffs. I really think if they get the right matchup, I think they'll make it to the conference finals. And I agree with you about the NFC. Between the Rams and the Saints, there's really no one that I could say, honestly, that would that can match what they have. And I think it's just a foregone conclusion that they're going to be – it's just a toss-up between those two teams in the NFC. Yeah, I don't, I don't see Philly doing anything. I, no. If Philly makes it to the, if they make it to the playoffs, I don't see them getting out the first round. No, they're 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 definitely a one and done. I mean, um, you know, I don't think there's going to be, a, I don't think there's going to be a wild card team that comes out of the, um, that comes out of the NFC East. I could be wrong though, but um, I think it's just going to the wild cards are going to come out of either the, um, the West or the South. I don't think it's going to come from the NFC East. So you don't think uh, Minnesota has a shot coming out of the North? I I don't know. There, no one is really like outside of the Saints and the Rams. They're definitely the, the, the class above the rest of the division. All the other teams out there doesn't really seem like they can do anything. I mean, the Cowboys are pumping their chest up, but who have they really beat? I mean, now if they beat the Saints tomorrow, then I think you definitely have to kind of stand up and say no, because their defense have actually been playing a lot better the last couple of weeks. And if they let Zeke run the football and not let Dak throw, then I think you have a winning combination. But I still think they're – if they were to win a division or get the or get the, um, the wild card spot, they're, they're still going to lose to either the Saints or Rams. Hell, they might even lose to the Vikings. I can see them losing to the Vikings. To be honest, I can see them losing to the Vikings as well. Yeah, I think there's going to be one of those teams where they're just like, I'm just happy to be here right? Like, at this point. Uh, but I think the Chiefs' remaining schedule is, is, I think, is one of the toughest out of all of them. I mean, um, they have – I mean, after they get past the Raiders, which is going to be like a bye week, <laughs> they have the Ravens, the Chargers, and the Seahawks, and then the Ravens again. So if they can run the Ravens, Chargers, and the Seahawks, if they can win all three of those games – you basically at least beat two, you know, two possible three teams that could be in the playoffs. And it's always about that matchup. We'll see how that plays because depending on the matchup, it'll be favored for one of those teams that's out there. Um, But before we continue on, um, unless anybody else had anything else to say. Watch out for Houston. That's it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I agree with you on that. Um, but before we move on to the NBA, um, we're going to take a moment to thank our sponsor, um, MyBookie.com. So check it out. Sure. Watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the game. Guys, you heard me talking about this for weeks. Some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or rookie, you should be betting at MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win, and if you hit all three, you can turn 100 into 600. There's so much to bet on. Playoff baseball, basketball, hockey, primetime fights, and more. 
but my bookie is the one to bet, and I know you'd be happy with it all year. I recommend these guys because I really trust them. My bookie has been in the business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. My bookie is offering a hundred percent bonus for the last time this year. That's right. You've been thinking about pitching and picking all season, but haven't manned up and haven't manned up yet. It's time to make your move. After Sunday's kickoff, you can kiss that bonus goodbye. Also, make sure you follow at my bookie on Twitter and Instagram. They personally respond to every mention and DM. Not to mention, they've given away nearly ten grand in free money to the followers this football season. You'll be the first to know as soon as new odds and props are posted. Now log on to my bookie right now and don't miss it on your last opportunity to collect the industry's biggest bonus. Use promo code GUYS100 and you get your first deposit matched 100%. That's promo code GUYS100. You play, you win, you get paid. And we are back. So, um, with things that's going on in the NBA, a lot of news, but the biggest news and the biggest news that's been going on today is, is that there was a trade that was made. Um, Kyle Corver uh, will be going is going to the Utah Jazz in return for I believe second round pick and two second round picks and Alex Burks. Uh, so, real quick, um, any thoughts in regards to Kyle Corver finally getting out of Cleveland and going to Utah? I think it's a good look. Uh, Playing with a, a young, dynamic player, Aaron Donovan Mitchell, uh, gives uh, Utah a legitimate three-point threat when he's in the game. Uh, given the you know decent playing time, I think he'll he'll be a great addition. Now, Alex Burke, on the other hand, I don't know if he's seething mad at this point, uh, but I guess he kills two birds with one stone. I mean, I guess they give him that solid starting <laughs> shooting guard or solid coming off the bench. Uh, since you now you get lost Kyle Corver and JJ, J.R. Smith. So I guess, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I will say well. it. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say it works well for one team, but it's kind of crappy for the other. <laughs> well, all it does is shows that Cleveland is now starting to do their fire sales. So, um, especially if what's I guess what's crazy to me is the fact that they got two second round picks for Kyle Korver. Um, and although, you know, and Alex Burke, of course, but, um, I kind of thought that they would get something a little bit more valuable, maybe a first round pick for a Kyle Korver, especially for teams that are looking for shooters. So I, I thought it was interesting from that perspective, but it definitely means that Cleveland is definitely starting their fire sale. Just me old. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, um, I think they're getting Alex Burke, but I heard his um, contract is expiring this year. So, I mean, definitely could be um, tempting trade bait come February if they want to kind of start moving around some more assets. But I agree with you. They're in a fire cell. I think they're tanking without really saying they're tanking. Um, I think they want to look to get the LeBron James replacement in Zion Williams. <laughs> <laughs> if they're probably hoping for that um, because the NBA hasn't really, you know, implemented that no tanking, you know, clause or whatever they had. So 
but yeah, I mean, two second round picks. They have you know a couple of picks coming up, you know, this year and next year. So I can definitely see a, co- a couple more trades. J.R. Smith is still there. I know they've been trying to, <laughs> you know, shop him. Somebody eventually is going to take a, you know, take a shot at him. Just kind of have to wait and see how the season plays. Who gets injured for a while? Who needs what? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think J.R. Smith can still be a, a useful asset depending on where he goes. Um, the NBA, no, like, he's not going back there. No, he's not. <laughs> he's definitely not going. You mean the if Clippers? <laughs> you mean the Clippers? <laughs> if, I, if I was J.R. Smith, I wouldn't even want to go play with LeBron and James again because it was like he basically blamed the entire loss of their finals on him. Not just the one game. But it was like he got blamed for them losing the finals, period, because of that blunder at the end. But why, And why would he go to L.A. when the L.A. already got someone like him in um, Contavious Caldwell-Pope? Uh, maybe because he's a seasoned veteran that's an NBA championship winner? I don't know. <laughs> 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 Nice try. Nice try. Nice try. Hey. <laughs> nice try. I guess for Kyle Corver, you know, it gets him in a better situation in Utah where they're definitely trying to make that 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 run to get themselves into like, you know, the conversation moving forward over there in the West. So um it's a good look for him. Um you know, more power to him. Um I'm pretty sure he probably won it out once LeBron James and some other pieces left. I mean, they still have Tristan Thompson. I wouldn't be surprised if they if he gets moved somewhere. Um, even though he just got a new contract, was it two years ago? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I would, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets shopped. I mean, I'm, I'm my my guess is I'm seeing Dan Gilbert blow that whole thing up and remake the team the way he wants it wants it to be made. Well, hold on. So let me ask this: Do you think when Kevin Love signed that five year, hundred some million dollar contract extension? He knew their intentions, or do you think he was sold a bill of goods? Probably sold a bill of goods. I mean, um, you know, LeBron James was not was not telling anybody his plans. So, I mean, he signed that contract probably in the end, you know, probably thinking that LeBron James was going to be there for the long haul. He signs that contract extension, and two years later, LeBron James leaves everybody high and dry, oh. and, and Kyrie is going just the same. Well, think, no, no, no. But, but then think, Love signed another contract recently before this season. Oh, well, then that's on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm about to look that up. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to look that up because I think that what it was is that um, if he signed it the year before um, LeBron James's contract was up, I think he was under the impression that it was going to be him and Kyrie building that um, together. I don't think that Love would have signed that full extension for five years if he had known that Kyrie was going to get traded. I think that that may have changed that. That I think that changed, turned everything around. Um, I thought that if anything, he would have built off of him and Kyrie if LeBron James left. He probably would have been okay with it, but. Um, it all depends on when he signed that contract extension. Uh, article July 24th, 2018, he signed a 
four-year, hundred twenty, four-year, hundred and twenty million dollar extension with the Cavaliers, bringing the total commitment to five years, one forty-five. Wait, this year? Yeah. Oh well, then yeah, like Earl said, that's on him. Yeah, <laughs> that's on him. Because I mean, I mean, he he got to that point where he was like, I'm just gonna get my money. It's gotta be because I mean, you're an NBA veteran. I mean, you, Kyrie's going, LeBron out the door. They're they're selling pieces off. The people on that squad don't fit, you know, team wise. So why why stay? <laughs> he could have put himself out there in the open market, and he would have had a lot of suitors for his talent out there. Definitely, a lot, a lot of suitors. Yeah, but he can't. He just seems like he can't stay healthy nowadays. You know, and he got with a foot injury right now. Yeah, yeah. I think he's trying to get himself ready for whatever's happening with this Cleveland Cavaliers tier. I mean, to be honest, the way that it seems, it looks like they're just putting all the young pieces in front and play. Um, So when he eventually he does come back, they're going to probably go for a little try and make a little run out of it. But they still got to clear the rest of the baggage that's out there first, especially starting with J.R. Smith. So – for what you're saying, E, as far as the Zion Williams sweepstakes and say Cleveland tanks against the number one pick, what position is he playing at Duke? He's a small forward? Or is, that, or is it big? Small forward, technically. Yeah, he will be a small forward in the NBA. Huh, so he played a three. So think about it. No, 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 no. We're not going to go down that route. Well, no, I'm no, just, no. I mean, how formidable is this lineup on paper? If you're looking, if you're looking at Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, Zaire, or Zion, excuse me, Colin Sexton, Sexton, and I don't know some shooting guard. <laughs> not, not, not that scary. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that being. I don't see that even at this point when there's so many other teams that can get his services too. So that's why it's a draft lottery, man. I, and that's one of the reasons why, just because I know they're going to have, like, the worst record, doesn't always guarantee them that they're going to give who they want. True. Very true. Ah, yeah, well, it's nice to speculate. Yeah, no, no, I grew to on that. <laughs> grew to on that. No, but um, real quick before we roll out, um, surprise of the West, L.A. Clippers um, had the t- – well, currently has the top record in the Western Conference. Clippers. Uh, Clippers. L.A. Clippers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, currently has the best record in the Western Conference. He said the Clippers, Ace. Hey, I am at. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, with that being said, and we all know that right now Toronto is currently top of the East. Um, my question is, is that real quick, we know what Golden State can do. We know what, where Houston is right now. Um, and that disappointment is where they stand. Um, with so many different teams out there that's in the NBA, do you really think that the Clippers have a legitimate shot of not just making in, into the playoffs but making a legit run? Not at the conference final. Well, yeah, let's make that. Uh, making a legit run to the Western Conference Finals. Nah. Okay. I, uh, nah. 
because I I strongly believe Golden State is this. No, right Golden now. State will be there. I'm just saying, right. do you think that the Clippers have a legitimate shot to challenge in the Western Conference? Uh, to me, it's too early. To me, it's too early to, to tell at this point. I mean, um, I mean, it, it, it's still real early in the season. I mean, I, I could probably make that better assumption after the All Star break. Got to say once All Star break ends and teams actually start playing for real. Right then we'll see how legit the Clippers really are and if they can make a run. But right now, it's hard to tell with them. Um, now, with Toronto, I don't want to jump too early on that bandwagon, but I think it's I think it's not a blip out there. But we'll, like I said, I, I have to really see after the All-Star break how the team's really, you know, you know, where they're really positioned at. Like you said, I mean, we know Golden State is once they get their hands together and, you know, Steph Curry comes back, you know, they'll be they're gonna do what they're gonna do. The Lakers I think is gonna surprise a lot more people, um than we really like. <laughs> right. Um, I would love to see the Clippers, you know, get that first round seed and really do some you know damage. But like I said, I I need to wait and see how things look come into into February. Uh, let me ask you guys this. Have you heard the statement Pop gave about Kawhi Leonard being a great player but not a leader? Yeah, I heard it. Well, what are your takes on that? Um, real quick, uh, it was a jab at Kawhi. Um, I think Kawhi's response was much more respectable. Um, but it's not like it's not true when you think about it because – of course, Kawhi wasn't there when he could say that – you can't say that Kawhi was a leader last year when he was injured. So, you know, it kind of is true to that statement, but I guess how it portrayed kind of looked like a bad look on Pop, Coach Pop. But it's it's the truth. You know, Kawhi wasn't there last year. So um, the other people stepped up and been, and been leaders. So it's no – everybody leads differently. Right. So right. That's how I felt about it. Yeah, and I think with him being on that squad, I mean, you did have, you know, you went from um, a Tim Duncan, then you really had, you know, Ginobili, you had Parker there, who are kind of like the, the quote-unquote leaders of the team, so he just really played. He didn't really have to kind of step up and be that role, but once you have Duncan gone, Ginobili is not really playing as much. He had opportunity to step in and be that role. He just didn't. And basically, I think you had Tony Parker say exactly what Pop said, but not the same way he said it last year. Mm-hmm. Well, it's obvious to me, Kawhi, it was a much more important piece than what it seems like he's trying to give him credit for. Because I don't know if Kawhi being in Toronto is uh, – a blessing because they are playing some inspired ball out there. But then again, you know, there's no Cleveland to, to kind of knock them out in the playoffs. So they might make a legitimate run <laughs> in the NBA in the, in the East uh, Eastern Conference this season if they keep it up. Look, I already promised last year that I will not be making no type of claims about Toronto until <laughs> the playoffs. Um, playoffs? Last year's debacle, I 
made a vow. So I'm going to keep that vow and not say anything about Toronto Raptors in the regular season. Don't care if Kawhi Leonard is on the team or not. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to hold my judgment with the Raptors until the playoffs. Maybe that's why they're playing so well. <laughs> hey, I, 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 I said the same thing last year, and they definitely let me down in the playoffs, but I'm not going to get into that at this point. True. All right. Um, but I think we run, pretty much ran out of time here. <laughs> so we're going to say thank you to everybody out there that's listening in. Um, appreciate all the love and support. Um, fellas, let them know where they can reach you at. Hey, reach me on Twitter and the gram, J-E-R-O-S-S-7. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, CatDaddy1963, CatDaddy1963. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. Again, Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. You can also catch Guys Talking Sports on Twitter at Guys Sports Talk. And you can catch Guys Talking Sports. We have clips there on Instagram as well at Guys well, guys talking sports on Instagram. Um, but for now, I'd like to thank everybody for checking this out. Appreciate all love and support. Appreciate everything that you guys done um, as well. And until next time, guys, have a safe, blessed holidays and take care. God bless.